Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Various Stages of Growth podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd-related, movies, TVs, toys, gaming, comics. We're going to cover all of it right here. I'm your host today, Matt. I am flying solo, something a little bit different. Um, Our good friend Will is a little bit under the weather, so he decided to take the week off, get on the mend, get right, and you know he's going to come back stronger and better than ever, so Will, get better. Can't wait to have you back, buddy. But, you know, it's been a little bit over a week since we last checked in with you guys, and man, it's been it's been a ton of stuff. I mean, just left and right, nonstop news, nonstop television. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I watched this much TV between Obi-Wan, Ms. Marvel, Stranger Things, The Boys. I mean, there is a ton of content out there for people like us and all everything in the, the geek world. So it, it's it's a great time. You know, we have, like I said, Obi-Wan Episode 4 dropped, Ms. Marvel Episode 1. There's a ton of stuff to talk about on the DC front. We're going to get to all of that. Before we get to that, please don't forget to follow us and reach out to us on Twitter, at VSG Podcast, at VSG Podcast. Hit that follow button, reach out. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about everything we're talking about. We want to hear from you guys on everything. You can also reach out to us via email, at VSGrowthPodcast, at gmail.com. Feel free. You like us. We'll take all the feedback. If you don't like us, what you want us to change, what you want us to talk about. If you if you agree, if you disagree, if you just want want to talk about something that we're talking about, let's do it. You know, we're trying to build this community. So hit those like buttons, hit those follow buttons. We're on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. You can catch us on all those sites. Please, like I said, write reviews, leave reviews. Uh, subscribe to us that way you get alerts anytime we go you know we go up with a new episode we're we're hoping to bring you a lot more content coming in the future whether it's you know more in-depth stuff on reviews whether it's obi-wan or a new trailer drops a movie that we saw um you know we're looking into possibly going with some video some live stuff so real exciting stuff we can't do it without you guys please reach out please please talk to us so with that out the way, let's let's jump right into it. We're going to start where we always start, movie and TV. And I think the, the biggest place, the easiest place to start is where we've been starting this past couple of weeks. And let's jump into Obi-Wan Episode 4. Now look, coming off of Episode 3, where you finally got that, that, that taste of Vader, <clears throat> you know, that little bit of the preview of the rematch between him and Obi-Wan, I think everyone was riding super, super high on it. it it's hard to follow that, you know? And episode four to me was a little bit of a letdown. Not a lot of real important stuff happened. It kind of seemed like a little bit of a filler episode. There are some things I like inside of it. But overall, the episode kind of just was lacking a little bit. Um, you know, one, one of the things I do like, it, it looks like Obi-Wan's get, kind of getting his mojo back. You see him using the Force a little bit more. You see him, you know, mowing down the stormtroopers with the with his lightsaber uh, that scene where he's in the dark with Leia and, you know, he, he, the lightsaber ignites. That All that stuff is super cool. So I'm hoping that's playing towards, you know, him coming back, him kind of building towards that, you know, rematch of the century that we've all heard about with Vader. Because <clears throat> I don't think that's what it was in Episode 3. I think that was just a little tease of it. And I think in either Episode 5 or 6, I think we're definitely getting that. Um, as far as the rest of the episode goes, the, the stuff with Reva and, Le- and Leia... It, it was fine. It, to me, it didn't really have a point other than to just get to the droid and put the tracker on it. Which, okay, that's their way to follow them. I could have lived with all, without all the in-between stuff. 
Um, one of the things I did like, another thing I did like, I should say, was the stuff with uh, the new character, Tala. It's one of the classic Star Wars tropes. They do it all the time, where the good guy goes undercover in the, in the you know, the Empire base. You got it in Rogue One. You get it in Episode Four. You get it in The Last Jedi. It's a classic thing. I'm a sucker for it. I like it. I thought she did a great job, you know, kind of using her, her rank to get in initially, and then, you know, using some, some physicality to knock the dude out when, you know, she's talking to Obi-Wan. All that stuff was cool. Also... I think one of the biggest surprises in the episode was when Obi-Wan's walking through the the Inquisitor lair and stumbles across this floor, and it's almost a, a prison, a tomb, if you will. I think he even says, you know, it's, it's a tomb, and it looks like just dead Force users. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary because especially you even see one of the younglings, you know, who's still, who's still wearing his, uh, his Padawan helmet, which... Is, is a little disturbing. Um, you also see a couple of random people. We do get a little kind of Easter egg for uh, anybody who's into the Clone Wars. It looks like Master Sanube, I believe is how you pronounce it. He was in one of the episodes, I believe he's in the episode where Ahsoka uh, gets her lightsaber stolen from her and he helps her get it back. He's in one of the caverns, if you will. That scene I thought was really cool. I'd like to know what the Empire is doing with them. I'm sure it's going to have some kind of tie-in maybe to, like, you know, them using, kind of trying to harness force energy. I'm sure it's going to have something to do with Palpatine's cloning operation and, you know, all that stuff. Because, as we know in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, that was all going on for a while. So maybe this has some kind of tie-in to that, where they're trying to harness force energy and maybe feed that to someone. Maybe that's how the Emperor's staying alive so long and, you know, things like that. Th- that, that was pretty cool. Really, like I said, this kind of just seemed like a filler episode. For me, I'm looking forward 5 and 6. Get me that rematch with Vader. Get me, you know... Um, get me get me that rematch with Vader. Let me see the two of them go at it. I w- I'd love to see some flashback stuff with Obi-Wan and Anakin. You know, there was all these rumors about, you know, Clone Wars flashbacks and stuff. And obviously none of them were proven true or, you know, even really had any credibility to them. But I- I'd love to see a little bit more of that. I'd like to spend a little less time with uh, with Leia, but it seems like she's kind of here to stay. Um, I know people have kind of mixed feelings about her. I think the actress herself is doing a great job. I love the uh, I love the portrayal of her, but just it's it's a lot of time with her, and you know you're gonna start to get closer to that. You know, does it fully agree with canon? Does it fully fit into the relationship she has with Ben in Episode Four? But you know we'll we'll kind of see where this show where this show ends as always you can check us out weekly once will comes back i'm sure we're going to be talking about five and six maybe even do a separate episode for those depending on how big of an episode they are but switching over to a little bit more disney tv disney streaming tv um we also got the first episode of ms marvel um this week i've talked about it a little bit here before um ms marvel's a character i'm vaguely familiar with I've read a little bit of her in comics, not a not a whole lot. Um, I also played the Avengers video game that released a couple years ago, and she was kind of like the main, like uh, like driving force throughout the story. So, like I said, I'm not really I'm kind of a, a novice when it comes to her backstory. So for me, it was kind of exciting to go in blind to a show where you know you don't really know too much about a character. 
you know, we, we all know Iron Man, we all know Wolverine, Captain America, all these guys. So I, I was excited to see a fresh take. And man, I, I got to say, I, I loved what they did in the first episode. I loved I, just the atmosphere of the show. I loved how colorful the world was. I love the art style that they chose where, you know, whether she, when she's thinking, it's kind of this comic book drawing kind of sketch come to life and it's moving and it's, you know, going on the side of the building. Very into the Spider-Verse for me. And we've talked about it here before multiple times. I love that movie. So anything even remotely close to that, I think is great. I thought the the main actress who plays Ms. Marvel, I think her name is uh, Iman Vellani, I believe it is. I could be mispronouncing that. I apologize if I am. Um, I thought I thought she did a great job. I thought she was she was fun. She was energetic. You know, I think she she was great on screen. I loved kind of the backstory they're giving her, where she you know she's lived in this world and she's a huge fan of the Avengers and you know she she kind of idolizes uh, Captain Marvel and you know she's kind of she's cosplaying as her and she's going to conventions i mean she she's doing what we do on a daily basis right she's talking about it constantly she's going to the conventions having fun so i think that's super cool you don't really see too much of her powers that's kind of like the the little sting at the end you know she puts on the the bracelet which i'm sure is going to have some kind of tie to something you know whether it's something cosmic whether you know Maybe something that, you know, the Eternals know about, because we haven't really heard from them. I'm excited to see where the show goes, you know, and I know she's coming back for, uh, I believe, the Marvels, which is the uh, Captain Marvel sequel. So it seems like they have pretty big plans for her. I'm sure she's going to be a big part of kind of the the youth movement that, uh, that Marvel seems to be doing, whether it's, you know, with her, whether it's with uh, Billy and Tommy and... WandaVision, it seems they're going to start to go younger, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, maybe even do some Young Avengers stuff, but, uh, but I'm, right now I'm digging the vibe of the show, and I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting to know this character, like I said, I don't really know too much about her, so this is kind of my entry point to Ms. Marvel, and uh, right now, I like what I see. <clears throat> uh, let's switch over to DC for a little bit, like I said at the top... There was a there was a good amount of DC stuff. Some you know we we did get a trailer and then we got some news on other stuff. We'll get to that later. Trust me. <laughs> um, if you've seen the title yes this episode, I'm sure you know where it's going. But let's talk a little bit about the trailer that they dropped this week, and that was for Black Adam. Now Black Adam's a movie that man it feels it feels like they announced this movie. It's got to be close to a decade ago at this point, right? Where where they announced that uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, was going to play Black Adam. And, you know, we kept hearing about it, you know, and him constantly teasing it and teasing it and teasing it and teasing it. And finally, we got this uh, this initial announcement trailer. And I got to say, honestly, I'm a little let down. Um, I, I think the movie looks decent. Um, it didn't really do anything to overly excite me um you know and for for me i think my problem is the rock kind of doesn't blend into any movie he's in and that's the case in this movie and you know i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of hate for it because look people love the rock he's he's hollywood gold right now and i'm sure this movie's gonna do amazing numbers at the box office but he he just i didn't get the the feel of black adam to me i was watching the trailer it's the rock in a superhero suit doing superhero stuff 
As for the rest of it, I think the stuff with the JSA, that's what I'm more excited for. Give me the Justice Society. Give me Hawkman. You know, I thought he looked great. I mean, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, that's amazing casting. And from the little bit you see of him in this trailer, he looks fantastic. You know, you get to see him out of the helmet. You get to see him in the costume. You know, kind of, it looked like messing around with the Mirrorverse, very Doctor Strange-esque. I thought that stuff was super cool. It also kind of had the feel, it, it felt familiar, you know, and I think that's just because, you know, we're so we're so eager to compare everything new to everything that's come before, and obviously, I mean, there's a, there's a straight nod to Iron Man in the trailer where he flies in between the two planes, except this time, you know, Black Adam's the bad guy, right? So he, so he turns around, he punches the wing, he breaks the wing off, um, but I mean, that shot straight out of Iron Man. I even got some kind of like Black Panther vibes with the tech going on and the, the ships flying around and the, the hover bikes. So look, I could be proven wrong. I hope this movie's great. I'm sure The Rock is going to be... I'm sure they've locked him up for multi, a, a multi-picture deal. You're not going to sign him on for one thing. And like I said, The Rock is Hollywood gold. The movie's probably going to make a billion dollars. You know, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just... I don't know. I... It, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really vibe with the way he was portraying it. I'm also curious to see how long they ride out the anti-hero thing. Because, you know, Black Adam is kind of that villain slash anti-hero. He even says it in the trailer when he's talking to Hawkman. You know, Hawkman tells him, you know, heroes don't kill people. And then Black Adam turns around and goes, yeah, well, I do. So we'll kind of see. Is, is it going to kind of be akin to Venom where, you know, he kills people, but they kind of sway him into the into the good guy role where you know they do something with that i'd personally love to see him stay a villain get him into shazam get him opposite zachary levi especially because i think the two of them they're playing the roles such so polar opposite right zachary levi's bringing the the levity the kind of you know relaxed joking vibes and the rock throughout this entire trailer just looks super serious super ready for business so I'd love to see them interact a little bit. Also, it looks... <clears throat> excuse me. Also, it looks like we're not... I hope we get some of his backstory, you know, involving the gods and, you know, the, the wizard. Maybe see where he gets his power from. I know in the trailer it looks like he's kind of... I don't know if that's him being resurrected with some kind of tech. You know, he's in a tube or are they just scanning him? Did they find him? So I'm curious to see how true they keep it to the normal, uh, you know, Black Adam that we know, and how much do they change it, how much do they, you know, vary with it. But we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. And, you know, that movie's not that far off. I think it's November, so we only, we only have a couple months, and I'm sure we'll get at least one more trailer and, you know, a, a sneak peek and all that good stuff. So maybe they can sway my mind. But right now, I'm kind of lukewarm on the whole movie. Like I said... More excited for the JSA stuff. Would love to see that get kind of fleshed out. More excited for that than I am for Black Adam himself. Switching over to more DC news. This one, this is probably the big one, right? This is the one everybody's going to have an opinion on, everybody wants to talk about. And that's going to be Joker 2. <clears throat> the, the Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix sequel movie. So initially it got officially announced, which, let's be real, if you're surprised there's a sequel to this, you, you really shouldn't be. 
the movie cost I think 60 65 million to make turnaround made a billion dollars right so I'm sure Warner Brothers was was begging Todd Phillips to write a second one also interesting that you know Joaquin Phoenix very famously doesn't do multi-picture deals doesn't you know doesn't really do sequels for his movies doesn't want to do sequels I think that's one of the reasons he uh he dropped he backed out of the running for Doctor Strange if you didn't know he was originally in the running to play Doctor Strange before Benedict Cumberbatch got it but he didn't want to sign on for the multi-picture deal which obviously if you're joining Marvel that that that's a no-go <laughs> you know you, you got to sign up for multiple of those movies so to me right there that means Todd Phillips has a script that is good enough to get him back and I mean you like we're talking about an Oscar winning actor very talented who I thought did a great job in the first movie so the guy who doesn't do sequels is willing to do the sequel that to me means there's something special on the page that that got him out of his normal rut and you know his normal decision making then a couple days later after the initial announcement we start getting even more news about the movie and this is where it gets a little interesting for me. So we got the uh, report, obviously nothing's official, um, that Lady Gaga is currently in talks with Warner Brothers to play Harley Quinn. Okay, that's an interesting casting, you know, but then you start thinking about it, you, you kind of start picturing it, you know, all the fan art starts flying around, you're like, okay, I can see where, I can see how this could work, I can see where this could go, and then the big bombshell drops, again, nothing confirmed, still just rumors at this point, but the biggest rumor is that this movie is a musical, which I don't think anybody could have predicted, unless you were Todd Phillips, um, now look, I don't know if this is a traditional musical in the sense of, you know, it's going to be constant song and dance numbers. Are they referring to it as a musical because it's going to have a few musical numbers with uh, Lady Gaga? If you watch the first one, you can see that Todd Phillips had a clear vision and kind of putting uh, music to be a very important part of Joaquin Phoenix's character, Arthur Fleck. Um, who becomes the Joker, there's a lot of scenes in that movie where, you know, music is used and he's, you know, the Arthur is kind of dancing around. You see it, you know, when he's, the one scene where he's in the bathroom, obviously the, the famous scene where he's in the full suit and he's dancing down the steps. So, so music, music was always a big part of the movie. Now, going full-blown musical, I think that's definitely a bigger risk. Do I think there's a way it could work? Yeah, probably. Um, do I want to see a musical? Not necessarily. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Um, I, I don't know how a musical with, you know, song and dance numbers would fit into the world that they kind of created. Um, you know, they created a very realistic, gritty, kind of beaten down world. Um you know and the, the the score in the the original movie was such a such a big part of that um you know so i i don't know if i necessarily want you know huge musical numbers now look obviously if you're getting lady gaga to play harley quinn you're gonna want to use her voice at some point i mean you know 
she's got a great voice. She's extremely talented when it comes to singing. So you're going to want to use that at some point. Now look, maybe they sit there and they kind of spin the Harley Quinn origin that we know. Where maybe mus- like her being a musician is part of her backstory. That's a possibility. Where, you know, maybe she was a singer before she went crazy. Or, you know, maybe she is a singer and that's how she meets Arthur. Or that's how Arthur meets her. You know, maybe she's singing on the TV. And, you know, that's kind of how they get put together. And look, I, I think there's a way where you could kind of blend them both together and make it work, right? I think you could you could definitely have little moments, right, where maybe Harley is singing, right, where she's kind of in her own head thinking about stuff, you know, thinking about the Joker, maybe thinking about their relationship and, you know, all the madness that goes with that. Anybody who read comic books knows what that, you know, that entails. So I could see a way where it works, but a full-blown musical, man, and that's that's not what I was expecting for, for this movie, honestly. Honestly, I wasn't even expecting them to put Harley Quinn in it. I figured they would kind of just keep it a Joker story, um, you know, and just kind of let him pick up wherever, you know, where, where we left off in the first one, maybe a, a year or two after that. So I, I think it's interesting that he's, A, they're putting Harley Quinn in, B, it's Lady Gaga, and C, that it's it's going to be a musical. <laughs> um, look, like like I said, the first one I think is a great film. I, I thought it was directed fantastically. I thought the performances in the movie were good. The score is incredible. So if if Todd Phillips has this vision, I say let him take the chance and do it, which is a good sign for Warner Brothers in general, right? You know, for so long they felt like they were trying to play catch up to Marvel and we're kind of, you know, you heard all the studio interference and, you know, things like this on Justice League and all that stuff and that whole mess. But then Joker comes out and it's a very different film and it seemed like they kind of let Todd Phillips just put pen to paper and do whatever he wanted and kind of write this different, very, you know, like I said, gritty, down to earth, beaten up kind of take on the Joker. And then you even flip over to something like the Batman where... It, it's not your typical Batman movie again a darker tone a more serious tone and now you got Todd Phillips who I'm sure at this point like I said the movie made a billion dollars I'm sure at this point he has full carte blanche to do whatever the heck he wants to do right you know I, so I'm sure they they read the script I'm sure like I said it has to be decent if they got Joaquin Phoenix back out you know to do a second one I just, man, I, I just, I want to know more about this movie. Like, I, I wish, I wish there was a trailer I could watch right now. And like I said, I think this is going to be the big talking point of this episode. I think this is going to be the one where people have the most opinions because there's people who love musicals. There's people who hate musicals. Everybody has an idea in their head of what a musical actually is and, you know, what that fully entails. Even if it is song and dance numbers and you know people are you know constantly singing i still think they're going to leave that gritty tone to it which i'm curious to see how they would actually blend together um you know i've seen you know now there's even more reports coming out that it's based off of something like uh like uh, martin scorsese's movie uh, new york new york with uh, robert de niro and if you go and you watch the the second trailer of that movie you can see the vibe and how they could make it work. 
because in that movie you see Robert De Niro in a relationship with a singer. You know, it's kind of tumultuous at times. It's kind of loving at times. Music is constantly in the background. They're both singing. So, you know, I'd recommend go watch that trailer and then maybe that can kind of give a vibe of where this movie's going. But I, I can't wait until we get official you know, reports, you know, maybe, a, you know, official castings. I can't wait until we get a trailer. I'm sure this movie is way, way, way off. I'm sure we're probably talking 2025 at earliest for this movie, especially now that it's just begun casting. But I think this is, I think this is one to keep our eyes on because this is going to be one of those movies that definitely divides the fan base, <laughs> especially if it is a musical. And I'm curious to see, you know, what our, what our, what Will thinks, you know, my, my co, my host, my co-host, um, because last time we had chat about the Joker, he hadn't even seen the first one. So it, maybe it's good that he missed this episode because, you know, we're, we're going to spend some time on this one. But like I said, like I said at the top, this is the one I want to hear from you guys. This is the one I want you guys to tweet at us. I want you guys to email us. Because I'm curious, what are your guys' thoughts on a Joker 2 sequel starring Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn and the potential of it being a full-on musical? Another big question I have is, is there a time jump in this movie? Do we even get reference to Bruce Wayne? You know, I think that that's going to be in the back of everybody's minds. At this point, you know, if, if you jump five years, ten years, whatever it could be, do they make any reference to Batman? I don't think so. I think they stay far away from it. I think they have their playful, especially with Joker and Harley. Leave Batman out of it. I don't need Batman in this movie. I don't need Batman in this universe, honestly. Keep it when Bruce Wayne is still young or, you know, when Bruce Wayne goes away. I, I don't I don't need Batman in this in this universe for me. But there's gonna be people out there who, you know, who are always gonna say, Where's Batman? Where's Batman? I think they did a good job with the Bruce Wayne stuff in the first one by making him so young. That way you don't even have the question of it. You know, for me, like I said, leave Batman out of this. Let's just focus on Joker. And now let's bring in Harley Quinn and see what they do. And you know what? Let's see how many musical numbers they they put in this movie. You know, where's the over-under at? Is is it at five? Is it at six? (laughs) Um... Like I said, this is just a super intriguing story to me. I I wish I could get my hands on more information right now, but we're just going to have to wait patiently, trust in Todd Phillips, and hope for the best. (laughs) Um, That's really all I wanted to cover in movies and TV. Um, You know, like I said, next week we'll be back with Ms. Marvel Episode 2, Obi-Wan Episode 5, and anything else that drops. Let's move on to a little toy news, uh, or just, you know, kind of some toys that I wanted to spotlight that I, that I kind of saw this week. Um, the first one for me was actually a Hot Toys release, which, look, I, Hot Toys is kind of a new thing I'm kind of journeying into because, let's be real, I can't constantly spend 250 to $300 on an action figure every single week because, I mean, they, they make some phenomenal, some phenomenal pieces. The most recent one I picked up was the, or the one, the most recent one I got in, was the uh, Ahsoka from the Clone Wars, and that that figure is fantastic. Um, 
so I wanted to kind of highlight one of the toys that they're one of the figures that they're putting out and it's the dead strange from dr strange and the multiverse of madness if you haven't had a chance to look at this uh, please go to hot toys website and look at this figure because it is one of the most detailed coolest looking figures i think anyone's ever gonna see now look like i said they're not cheap. I think this figure is three eighty five before shipping and tax. So, you know, when it's all said and done, you're probably looking at upwards of four twenty five for <laughs> for a figure, which most of us don't have. <laughs> but this figure is absolutely incredible. The detail on its on the on the face and the the the, the paint application is fantastic, and then it comes with the cloak of the of the dead with all like the, the hands kind of coming over him and you know protruding outwards it is it, like I, said, I i can't do it justice you have to see this figure even if you don't buy it just go look at it, it it's it's so cool and like i said hot toys always does a great job they're always putting out amazing quality figures um but this one this one really really stood out to me as something that I'm I'm debating if I want to spend four hundred dollars on it, you know, <laughs> you know that's uh, maybe I have to move some stuff around that I have, you know, sell some stuff here and there. But this is a figure I'm contemplating. Another one that they uh, recently released on their website, and this was a this um, a new drop, was they put up for Star Wars Celebration. They released two figures. There was a silver chrome clone trooper. And then there was a black chrome Death Trooper. The Death Trooper w was cool. I liked it. The clone trooper, however, I thought looked amazing. It's this slick kind of just all chrome with black accents, you know, kind of on the, the mesh suit, on the, the visor, the little dots on the helmet. This was another cool figure. This was actually one that I pre-ordered. Um, as soon as once I found out they threw it on their website, I did pre-order this figure. Um, it, it's a super cool figure. It looks fantastic. And look, I know it's not necessarily a canon suit. You know, it's not one that was in the movies and it wasn't one that was in Clone Wars, which, you know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, not everything has to be, you know, canon. This one just looks cool. It, it's going to look great on a shelf. It comes with a Phase 1 uh, Clone Trooper helmet. It comes with a Phase 2 Clone Trooper helmet. So you can kind of interchange those. I think it comes with a couple different blasters. I think it even comes with a jetpack. So this one, I, like I said, I recommend go look at it. This was a personal pickup for me. Um, like I said, it was a Star Wars Celebration exclusive. Didn't think I would actually be able to get my hands on it. Didn't expect it to go online. Um, but I'm, Hot Toys is putting out really good quality stuff. And with, with San Diego Comic-Con around the corner, I'm sure they're going to have a couple releases for that. Um, Thor Love and Thunder... I'm sure they're going to put out releases for that. Usually any movie, they have some kind of tie-in, right? So, heck, in a couple months, we may even get a Black Adam, the Rock figure, which would honestly be pretty cool. Maybe a Hawkman, maybe a Doctor Fate. That would be something that, that would excite me. You know, Hot Toys, they always do great work. Like I said, I can't get every one I want because they're two to three, they're three to four hundred dollars a piece. But I I enjoy what they're doing. I also wanted to bring attention to 
another pretty high-end collectible and this one this one is even higher end than the uh the hot toys figures there's a full size one-to-one replica of the 1989 michael keaton batman cowl it looks incredible it looks awesome uh like i said it's a one-to-one so you could probably wear it if you wanted to but the caveat to that you have to have $800 to spend on it. <laughs> um, it's limited to $500. It's a $800 piece, which, again, Hot Toys are out of my realm. This is something I, I, I can't even come close to touching. This is something I'm just going to look at on a website and say, wow, that looks great. <laughs> um, you know, which, which brings up, it, it does bring up a big question of, you know, collecting in general. How much are you willing to spend on these? And of course, that's an all that's an all relative statement. But you know, an eight hundred dollar cowl, the four hundred dollar hot toys. I mean, these are these are expensive collectibles. Heck, you know, I've complained before about uh, Black Series and Marvel Legends prices. You know, a Black Series figure being thirty five dollars with shipping. Uh, you know, that that's a lot to me. <laughs> so, you know, good for whoever's out there that's able to buy these pieces. I'm envious. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, you know, like it, you know, Will and I have talked about it before. We'd love to buy everything. Unfortunately, that's just not the way the world works. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this Batman cowl, it looks fantastic. I'd like to see them make other ones. You know, I'd love to see a Ben Affleck Batman cowl, a Christian Bale. We can leave Clooney and Val Kilmer out of it. I don't think anybody needs cows from those movies unless you're trying to complete a set. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of, you know, it's it, it's a high-end week for toys, right? Because clearly all I'm highlighting is this. There wasn't really anything else that caught my eye. Um, coming up probably in the next week or two, I'm sure Funko is going to start to do their uh, San Diego Comic-Con uh, releases, which they always release. I mean, God, it's probably 50 60 figures or pieces total that's always the hectic time of year for me running around on different websites different stores trying to get everything but we'll 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 definitely keep an eye on that um i think there's hasbro's always doing a live show you know usually once a week i think there's a gi joe one coming up we'll, we'll keep our eye on that and then obviously every week they're revealing uh different obi-wan figures so we should have within the next couple days at least one or two announcements of new black series new retro figures new pops new vintage collection stuff which is always exciting so we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely keep our eye on that um that's really it for toys i do want to transition a little bit to gaming because it was a pretty pretty big week for gaming but only a couple things that I really want to touch on. Um, first, one of the cool things, uh, I think Will and I had talked about it maybe last week, if not maybe two weeks ago, was the Resident Evil um, remake, Resident Evil 4 remake, and the Resident Evil Village uh, PSVR 2 applications. And another franchise that I love, it got announced to have VR for uh, PSVR 2, and that's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters VR is coming to psvr2 um which is super cool it's they seem to be doing a lot of triple a franchises for playstation vr2 which is exciting for me that's probably what's going to get me to buy one 
I want I want to play the Ghostbusters game. I want to play Resident Evil Four. I want to play Resident Evil Village. So it, it seems like they're putting a lot of a lot of backing into uh, into PSVR two and kind of making it better than what they wanted the first PlayStation VR to be. So I'm excited to see where they keep going with this. What other IPs and franchises they announce um, for PlayStation VR two. So we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Next up on the docket. Um, is a game I'm super excited for. I can't wait to play. It actually comes out this week. That's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is basically a new school beat-em-up arcade-style side-to-side scrolling, you know, beat-em-up uh, 90s-style game. It looks fun. I was a huge fan of the arcade game growing up. Also... One of my favorite games for Super Nintendo, outside of Super Mario World, was Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I love that game. I could never beat it when I was a kid. I don't think I beat it until I was probably 16, 17 years old, because um, that game was super hard. But <clears throat> that game was so fun. I, I Like I said, I loved the arcade game. I loved Turtles in Time. This looks like a complete homage to it. It just kind of brought into the new school better graphics, you know, a little bit more functionality on the gameplay and stuff, but for me, this is a day one purchase, I can't wait, you know, you jump on with a friend or two, or a couple friends, scroll through the game, play through it, it it's, just, it's just a fun time, it's a game where I don't really need to think, which is always a plus, I don't need to be solving puzzles in every game that I play, not everything has to, you know, have a hard difficulty, or be super challenging, sometimes you just want to sit down and have a, a fun video game experience, and I think that's what this is going to be. We also got a new trailer for Marvel's new game, which is Marvel Midnight Suns, which I'm going to be honest, not really a game for me, kind of the, the turn-based strategy fighter. Um, I'm more of a, you know, kind of a third-person action, first-person shooter type of, you know, game player. But we did get a new trailer. They announced, uh, I think Venom is going to be in it. I think that was one of the new people. And Spider-Man which was pretty big because as we know spider-man has been on uh on playstation for a while now with with the insomniac exclusive um spider-man game you got spider-man 2 coming up you got miles morales and all of those were were uh were playstation exclusives and you know spider-man 2 coming up is going to be a playstation exclusive so it was interesting to see spider-man pop up in an xbox thing but <clears throat> excuse me, from everything I was reading, it, it didn't seem like a big deal, so I don't know what the right situation is, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if he's only allowed to be used there, but apparently they, they were able to put him into this game, which is coming to Xbox, so that, that's good, you know, Spider-Man's a popular character, I'm sure they want to put him in as much as possible, so it, it's good to see Marvel sharing the the Spider-Man IP. Um, but like I said, this game, not really for me gameplay-wise. I, I mean, I think the cinematic trailers look awesome. You know, if, if they made an animated movie about that, I'd, I'd be all over it. <laughs> um, but that, that's that's really it in gaming, you know. i just touch on a little bit of that. TMNT is the big one. I'll do a follow-up, um, you know, on next week's show about how I'm enjoying the game. Because like I said, I'll be buying that this week. 
but that's that's really it you know i wanted to pop in talk a little bit about some of the the bigger stories you know like i said obi-wan ms marvel black adam the joker stuff <laughs> um so that that's that's really it and you know another week down um obviously again we're wishing will a speedy recovery hope to have him back next week you know better than ever ready to go we'll come at you guys with a huge huge episode because there there were a few things i kind of trimmed out just for time's sake um you know some littler stories some smaller stories but i do want to get those i also want to talk to will get his opinions on some of the stuff that i talked about ask him what he thought about ms marvel ask him what he thought about black adam where's he at with the joker has he even watched it yet you know you know we we need answers to these questions um so yeah you know as always thank you for stopping by please once again don't forget to follow us on twitter at vsg podcast at vsg podcast please tweet at us please dm us let us know what you guys are thinking like i said i want to hear everybody's thoughts on the joker musical do you want to see a full musical do you want to see joaquin phoenix and lady gaga running around new york city singing how crazy in love they are while you know they potentially murder people <laughs> you know that's that, that that's what i want to know if you don't want to do it on twitter you can always reach out to us on email at vsgrowthpodcast at gmail.com again vsgrowthpodcast at gmail.com we love interacting with you guys everybody who's already commented thank you we're taking the criticisms we're taking the thoughts we appreciate everybody listening we can't we can't do it without you this is what we're here for we want to talk to you guys we want to engage with you guys so if you email us if you reach out on twitter we will respond we will engage with you guys we may even bring your comment up on air you know if we if we get something we like that's thought-provoking or you know something we thought was an interesting take we we have no problem talking about it here so please like i said reach out talk to us let us know what you guys are thinking let us know what you like let us know what you don't like we we always value that feedback but other than that you know it's it's been another week that's really it so once again i'm your host matt thank you for joining me on the various stages of growth podcast can't wait to talk to you guys next week